Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, Foo followers, wherever you are, remember there is still time to take part in this month's competition. We have teamed up with Dazzler Media here in the UK to give away three copies of the new Scott Adkins film Payback on DVD. Payback is a sequel to the 2018 film The Debt Collector and it sees Scott reunite with co-star Louis Mandela and the director Jesse V. Johnson. Payback is available now on digital in the UK and it will be available to buy on DVD on the 6th of July. To be in with a chance of winning a free copy of the film on DVD, simply sign up now to our newsletter. You can do that by heading to our website, kungfumovieguide.com. Once you have verified your email address, you will automatically enter our mailing list and you will receive our June newsletter, which will contain all of the competition details. The newsletter will be released on the last day of June, so that's June the 30th. That is tomorrow. So become a registered Foo follower today to be in with a chance of winning a copy of the film Payback on DVD. Okay, thank you everyone for checking out this episode of the show, which features my conversation with the Hollywood action star and stunt performer Tara Mackin. So, without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. Hello, 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 Foo followers everywhere around the world. Welcome one and all to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host, Ben Johnson. Thank you so much for listening and downloading and checking out this episode of the show. I do hope you are doing well with all things considered. I am speaking to you from a partially lockdown UK and it does look like quite a lot of the country will finally be opening up this week, which is really good to see. And it's particularly good to see cinemas potentially reopening this weekend, I believe, or that's what um, I've been reading anyway. So fingers crossed that that will actually be the case. Look, whatever the situation is, wherever you are, I do hope you are still taking care, you are staying safe and generally just making the best of things. I am very happy to say that Tyra Mackin is my guest on today's episode of the show. Tyra has over a 100 film and TV credits to her name, working as a stunt performer, but also working as an actor and a stunt coordinator. She has doubled for everyone from Rosie Perez in the new Birds of Prey film to Tessa Thompson on a whole heap of movies, including her work in Westworld, Men in Black International, and of course the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Tessa plays Valkyrie, of course, in those movies. Tara's most recent work includes James Wan's new Mortal Kombat film, which wrapped earlier this year, and we are expecting to see that released in January of next year, 2021. Tara is also Bugs Bunny in the new Space Jam film, which is amazing. And uh, if you're a martial arts movie fan, you may recognise Tara in the film Rays with Zoe Bell from 2013. She's in Ninja Apocalypse from 2014. Tara is in The Hunger Games as well. Or maybe you caught Tara's starring role debut in the 2018 film Intensive Care. Reviews of all those films can, of course, be found on kungfumovieguide.com. Tara lives in Los Angeles, which is where she's been living and working for well over a decade now. And we do really get into her life story here on this episode of the show, including her background as a dancer and her work in theatre. She's got a really interesting story. She was born in Kuwait, but she spent a lot of her childhood in Borneo. And she's got a really inspiring can-do attitude and it was really great to be able to meet up with her face to face 
to record this episode of the show. So I'm very much looking forward to sharing that conversation with you all in a moment. Before I do, I did just want to thank you all for a lot of the great feedback that we've been getting with regards to our previous episode with Richard Norton, the Australian martial artist and action star. If you did miss the Richard Norton episode, then it is available along with all of our other episodes on all the major podcast providers. And if you ever do want to get in touch with the show, I do love to hear from you guys, then please do send me a message. We are on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at KF Movie Guide. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and if you want to send an email, the email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. We are now in our fifth season of podcasts and we have been blessed with some truly amazing guests on the show so far this season, one of which is the director of The Raid and The Raid 2, Gareth Evans. It was great to meet up and chat to Gareth earlier this year. I did want to quickly mention Gareth just because we found out last week that his new Sky TV show Gangs of London will definitely be getting a second season, which is just fabulous news. I don't know if You've caught up with Gangs of London yet, but um, it definitely has some of the best action sequences I think that I've certainly ever seen in a in a British TV show. I can't quite think of a TV show like it. I was reading that Gangs of London is still looking for a home in the USA, but it is coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and digital here in the UK, thanks to Dazzler Media. Gangs of London will be landing on the twenty seventh of July. Do go back and check out my conversation with Gareth if you haven't listened to it already. That's on episode 50 of this show. Also, if you are a Gangs of London fan, then I do recommend that you check out my conversation with the show's stunt coordinator, Jude Poyer. That's a really fascinating episode and you can find that one on episode 48 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. I thought while we're sharing good news regarding previous guests, I did want to congratulate Jean-Paul Lee, who is the breakout star of Cambodia's first martial arts film, Jailbreak, back in 2017. Jean-Paul Lee was also the star of that great British indie action movie, Night Shooters, from 2018. JP was my guest on episode 33 of the show, and last week we found out that Jailbreak Round 2 is definitely happening. That is the sequel to Jailbreak, which will see JP reunite with the Jailbreak cast members Dara Auer and Tharof Sam, plus the film's director Jimmy Henderson. And not only that, but Yayan Ruhayan and Chechep Arif Rahman will be joining the cast as well as villains. Yayan and Chechep are best known for their work in the Raid films and, of course, John Wick 3. So that is awesome news to know that they will be joining Jailbreak Round 2, which is the preliminary title of the film. So if you haven't heard my chat with Jean-Paul Lee, then do make sure that you go back and check out the KFMG pod archive to listen back to that episode. We are currently releasing new episodes of the show every two weeks on a Monday. So to make sure that you never miss a brand new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, then simply make sure that you subscribe to the show using your podcast provider. Okay, so it's time for Tara Mackin. This conversation that you are about to hear was recorded earlier in the year in February 2020 when Tara was over in London and it was recorded at my usual place in Soho which is a rehearsal space for actors and singers and the like so there is a little bit of background noise that this recording does pick up so I hope that you don't find that too distracting. There is also a little bit of swearing during this interview Uh, which uh, I feel like I should mention and I hope that doesn't bother you too much. I did realise actually listening back to the Richard Norton episode that there was a few F-bombs on there as well which I hadn't forewarned anyone about so I do apologise for that but if you haven't heard the Richard Norton episode then there is a little bit of swearing on that one as well. 
I, I always feel like I need to forewarn people of any fruity language. I do know that this show goes up on Apple Podcasts and it is labelled under explicit. So that should give you a, a little bit of a language warning, just in case any small children might be running around while you're playing this podcast. So if swearing does bother you, you have been pre-warned. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this conversation. I will be back at the end to sign off properly, but until then, I will now throw over to my conversation recorded earlier this year with the awesome, talented stunt performer and actor Tara Mackin. worked in London before. Yes. Uh, do you like London? Do you like coming here? Oh, I love London. I think yep. it's great. Like I, I'm, I love history and the fact that every, everywhere or in every corner there's some history or something about something, right? And I love a good museum. So yeah, London's fantastic. Yes, yes. And you've obviously shot a few things here in the past. Is that is that? Yeah, right? I was here. Was it two years ago? A year and a half ago? A Men in Black International. Of course. So I was here for three months on that. And that was a lot of fun, but I was here during the summertime, so it was a completely different experience than oh, yeah. London in the winter. Yes. So it was great, get the whole spectrum. Yes. Your familiarity with London, does it go back to your parentage? I believe you've got, a, you've yes. got an Irish uh, Yeah, my dad's family. Irish. And um, they actually, my Irish side that I have to visit in the next couple of weeks, they live up in Blackpool. Oh, okay. Yeah, so good old Blackpool. So I've been to Blackpool a couple of times, like growing up. And yeah. I was never in London. I was just flying to London and go straight to Blackpool. Oh, wow. You know, so that was my only experience of, Lon- of England. And when I came to London, I'm like, oh, this is much different than Blackpool. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. pleasure pier over here, no, no. donkey rides. Huh? No. And you've got the lights, some of the illuminations, yeah. I think they're called. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's the Las Vegas of England, apparently. Apparently so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the work that you do and mm-hmm. the, the kind of movies that you work on must take you away from home for long periods of time. Yes. Are you okay with that? I mean, is that just something you've naturally just had to get used to, I guess, is uh, being away from home? Well, for me, like, I kind of, even growing up, I've lived in so many different countries, yeah. and I always traveled a lot, yeah. so I would always get, like, location ADD, where I can't stay still in one place for too long. Sure. I get, like, anxious. I either need to go on a trip, or I need to just move somewhere, yeah. right? And so, doing what I do is actually quite perfect, Yeah. because I'm usually never anywhere at one particular time for too long, unless I'm working on a film, yeah. or I'm somewhere for six months. So, I've kind of, like, been on the road for the last five years yeah yeah but it's been it's great yeah i can't complain i get so used to the that whole lifestyle that i can't imagine staying still for like a place for a year that would be bananas so there's not creature comforts that you miss from uh, california or anything like that obviously the sunshine i guess on a day like today yeah and i went back to california went back home for the holidays the thing i miss most obviously is the beach being able to be like oh the beach is right there yeah it's still there it's great beautiful look there's a sunrise and a sunset yeah super cool you know but there's give and takes with everything and like i said i don't i've never actually lived in a true city before yeah and so being able to live in london and experience like being in a city has been so much fun yeah you know yeah. like everything's at your fingertips everything's so accessible and absolutely you know like commuting here is like it's so easy. easy yes so yes easy. And I've seen on your Instagram, you're, you're in a gym here, you're yes. working out here, so that's really good. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, I worked on this movie, um, Mortal Kombat, mm. like out in Australia, doing some stunts on that, and one of the actors on it, Ian Streetley, yeah, Ian okay. Streets, you yeah. know, he's like ex-professional fighter. We weren't filming at the same time, so you get to meet him out in Australia, but I know he's from the UK, so I hit sure. him up, I'm like, yo dude. You're really good. Can we can we train together? Because that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And so yeah, I've been hitting him up and training, and he worked on the new Mortal Kombat. Great, film. great. Yeah. Can you talk about that very much or uh, not really? Probably, probably unfortunately, not. <laughs> probably not. I can just say that I worked on the movie, and yeah. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really on par to what the fans want to see. Sure. Because you know, I work on a lot of um, superhero movies. That's right. And it, for me, it's always a wonder. You always wonder, like, I wonder how true to form they're going to stick to the comic or the cartoon or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Or the, the video games. Sometimes they stray really far away, but I feel like this one, they really kept it in, like, the 
the true essence of the video game. So okay. I think the fans will be very excited about that. I know the writer Greg Russo has tweeted to yeah. say, it's a, it's a R-rated movie. Yes. Which is what yes. the fans would expect, isn't How, it? You I can't guess, do Mortal Kombat and it'd be PG. It's exactly. a totally different movie. Yeah, exactly. And, and also cast. all the actors. Yeah, supercast. Yeah, all the actors are standout martial artists and athletes. Yeah. You know, so they're all extremely legit on what they do. And I feel like that just, you know, brings the value of the whole project through the roof. Yeah. You worked on Birds of Prey. Yes. Doubling for Rosie Perez. Yes. What was that experience like working on uh, oh my a God. movie like that? Um, it was my first movie working on a, on a, like a predominantly female film set. Yeah, of course. Between the crew and the cast. So yeah. that was a really good environment and energy to be around because yeah. I've never really experienced that. And working with Rosie, she, I mean, she's a legend. She's been doing this for quite some time now and she works her ass off she has so many stories yeah. you always get a good story and a good laugh out of Rosie Perez yeah. you know you never you, you don't know what she's going to say that comes out of her mouth and when you do you're like oh my god Rosie <laughs> like she is as Brooklyn as it gets you can't even fake fake the Brooklyn out of her she is so goddamn sure. Brooklyn very honest very, yes. very straightforward yeah. so when you're working in California and it was really nice and sweet and then you got Rosie Perez yeah. who just mows out everybody and everything yeah. it's it was so much fun watching her just doing the whole process. And also she comes from a theater background too, so it's a whole different gamma of, of an actress and just watching her more for character. Because, you know, you read the sides, you read the script, and you, you, know, you just kind of like, oh, there's, there's some interesting lines. Yeah. Until you see the actor actually change into a full character, you're like, holy shit, that was great. Yeah, that was so, I don't know what you did. You kind of just walked there, said the line, but it was so funny, just the way you did it. <laughs> or so badass, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, she is such a good person. You've doubled for so many uh, yes. big names over the years. Yes. Who are the names that you've worked, that you've doubled for, that, you, that really stand out in your mind? You know, I, I've been working with Tessa Thompson for a couple of years, and I've been doubling her for the last five years. Of course. And I've loved watching her grow and perform as an artist. And she has the uncanny ability to just take everything really light, to take all the notes, and she adapts them, and she really cares about her characters. You know, and she just has so much charisma. Mm. You know, there's mm. something you can't teach, and that's a lot of charisma, and she yeah. has it. Combined with that, and just being nice, it goes a long way. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially when you're working like a 13 hour day, and it's really physical, and everyone's grumpy, but you still manage to put on a happy face and to power through. Yes. So, yes. like, her work ethic was phenomenal. And also, Margot Robbie, she is a powerhouse. Yes. I love her. Yeah. Because I worked with her on Birds of Prey, and I also worked with her on Suicide Squad. Of course. And, you know, that was a success quote a couple years ago. But she is, maybe because she's Australian or something, she's from, you know, the Gold Coast. But she's so down to earth. Yeah. And she works her ass off. Also, her brother is a stuntman. So it's still in, right. still in the family, right? Yeah, yeah. So her brother's a stuntman. Other brother, you know, he's like an MC announcer, actor. And then sure. she's Margot Robbie, yeah. right? And I'm it's really impressed to see her go from... You know, playing Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad, and I remember we had a conversation, and I asked her, I was like, "Oh, so you're familiar with Harley Quinn, like before this movie?" And she's like, "Actually, no. no I, I, I had no idea until like this kind of happened, but now I'm really like, she's amazing. I'm really invested." Well, she's really owns that now, hasn't oh, yeah. she? I mean, that's one hundred percent. And to see her go from that character to now, she's like producing mm -hmm. and creating all these amazing movies, amazing yeah. films. It's really impressive for a person of just, I don't know, for any actor to yeah. go from, like, I see her playing one character once in an ensemble yeah. piece, and now she's producing it, directing it. It's like, yeah. she's, she's amazing. Her, she's like 28, 29. Still, yeah, she's so a like baby. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. You mentioned there around uh, Birds of Play being quite a female-driven uh, cast, obviously, but even behind the scenes. You said that's quite rare, but you've been doing this for, like, 10 years. Yeah, I've been doing this forever. But there's definitely been a shift. Yeah. You know, and it's been a wonderful shift that's, you know, needed to happen, right? Yeah. And so it's been very awesome to be a part of a lot of projects where you have a lot more female directors and just female department heads and like the females in the, the camera department and like grip and electric you yes, know so yes. it's not always just the boys club and just you know you, you, don't, you don't notice it until you see you're like wow there's a lot of chicks on this set yeah <laughs> that's cool I've killed many men with this pole but still I don't want to kill you yet <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it said on your IMDb you were born in a car. Yes. In Kuwait. Yes. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, so, born in a car? Well, yeah, my parents were living in Kuwait at the time. Yeah. And apparently I, need, I just wanted to come out. So, they were, they were rushing the, Fine. to the hospital. Okay. And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> What was growing up in, in Kuwait like? I know that you moved, you left Kuwait quite yeah. early. Well, yeah, that's quite early. But, you know, when you're a kid, that's just, that's just life. That's yeah, just home. Of you know, you don't even notice the cultural differences or changes until you move to somewhere else. You yeah. thought it was normal. You're like, wait, you don't have a daily prayer multiple times a day? Yeah. No? Because that's all the time here. So, yeah. what? Sure. I feel like if I was a lot older, then I would be able to, like notice things right? yeah but of course when you're that young you're like i want to go to the park yeah yeah sitting off a tree yeah your dad is irish yes. your mum is filipino, uh, filipino. Mm-hmm. what were they doing in kuwait at the at the time what were they yeah they met each jobs? other in saudi yeah yeah my mom was working at a hotel my dad was working for a shell for an oil company and he would just met her at the hotel and then the rest is history great yeah the first date was at a hookah lounge yeah a couple months later they got married and they're still together and they're still like taking so many photos it's ridiculous (laughs) it's adorable so you grew up in Kuwait obviously the war oh yeah Mm -hmm. that was the catalyst to then move abroad is that is that correct we actually um, we actually moved just before that yeah um my dad was still working there at the time. He was telling me a story where when they were trying to evacuate, they would just have to drive and follow electric telephone lines to just get out of the city. Like, just follow this line through the desert and we'll end up somewhere no else. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, this was funny also. Growing up in the Philippines, I thought this was normal. Apparently it's not, but um, they used to make, my parents used to make their own beer in the bathroom, in the guest bathroom, because it's a Muslim country, so can't be drinking oh, so yeah, they just yeah made their own beers we all had a party like every friday night and i thought that was normal like wait your parents don't make beer yeah in the, in the bathroom no not a thing okay. did it taste good i wouldn't know well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just what happened yeah yeah you grew up in brunei is that, yes. is that correct mm-hmm. so brunei island of borneo yeah what i know about borneo is obviously lovely temples and orangutans uh, yeah, so does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. There's a sultan. He got two wives. You know, that what was growing up there like? It was amazing because yeah. it was a jungle, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, we lived by the beach, lots of jungles, a lot of running in the jungle, and that's kind of where like I fell in love with just climbing things, falling off things, just being a kid. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really fortunate that that was a part of my childhood because you know I hang out with a lot of my friends who have kids, and you know they're just. Every child is different, but I'm very happy that mine was without any like cell phones at the time. Yeah, and all you wanted course. to do was like play. Like you never go indoors for anything. It was always like, look, look, there's a there's some trees I need to climb, and then there's a beach. Yeah. Why would I be indoors doing anything? Are your parents very encouraging of that to so just go out and uh, oh, experience yeah. the world? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think they could really say anything if I if I if they wanted me to do something else because I was so like naughty that I would just play anyways yes so yeah. they just kind of be like oh she's gonna jump and climb off that anyways just just go for just, it yeah <laughs> you know you're gonna break your arm and then, eh, then you're still gonna climb a tree so yeah fine. <laughs> but you excelled at school in in uh, theater and dance is that right? I did I, I got into that um when I was in the Philippines because I've mm. always been an athlete and um yeah I did I started gymnastics yeah. when I was in the Philippines and I started dancing when I was there yeah and um you know, growing up, and it's so funny because I'm Filipino, right? So everybody assumes, like, in the States, oh, so you must have done, like, Kali and Screamo, you know? And I'm like, surprisingly, not until you moved to the States, because in the, back in the day in the Philippines, if you're a female, you either sing or dance. Right, that was, that that was, was that the was, route that for was the you. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. you don't do, like, martial arts or fighting. Yeah, like, interesting. Period, you know? So for me, I just decided to dance because I want to be a rebel and not sing like the rest of the country. Yeah. And just go straight <laughs> to dancing. Yeah. And, uh, Did you want to do martial arts then? I didn't know at the time. No. Like at the time, I wasn't exposed to that many martial arts. I think had I been, I'd been like, oh my god, I would love to do that. Yeah, I was so invested in gymnastics and dance and movement in general. And I used to watch like you know a lot of martial arts films at the time. But when I watched it, I didn't see martial arts. I saw them doing a lot of like acrobaticy stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So for, and I used to watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z and yeah. anime and I don't know one half. So for me, doing gymnastics and dance is my version of that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I was like, oh, 
but they're flipping, so that must be gymnastics. Yeah. You know? So you're into movies growing up then as well? Well, of yeah. course. Yeah. Also, like, growing up in the Philippines, it's really hot. And yeah. if, if you don't have air conditioning at the house, or you have it occasionally just when you sleep, yeah. you go to the movies all the time because there's air conditioning and, like, sure. cheese popcorn, right? Cheese popcorn, did yeah, you say? Delicious. Good grief. Yeah. What's that like? <sighs> it's like cheese with a bunch of... It popcorn with, like, powdery cheese shit. It's probably oh, really bad yeah, for you, but yeah. it's... Delicious. Yeah, that sounds good. Yes, delicious. Yeah. And also, like back in the day, watching movies in the Philippines is so cheap. They're yeah. like, you know, it'd be a pound to watch a movie. Sure. And so, sure. like every Sunday would just be like movie day. So we'd yeah. watch every single movie that would come out, and because yeah. it was just so cheap and it's a good babysitter, right? You're like, yeah, just go to the movie theaters and you know, yeah. come back after you do your two movies. You know, I feel like the '90s they just had so many good movies at the mm. time. You were inundated with great movies. Yeah. yeah. You know that. Now we have to recreate all of them, what they did in the 90s, because they were so solid. Yeah. So luckily, you know, growing up in the 90s, you're like, you got to watch the original Jurassic Park at the movie theater. That's right. Holy shit. Was that yeah. the scariest thing you've ever oh seen? Oh my God, yes. Oh my God. Yes. You're like, what the hell? I yeah. thought this was a kid's movie. Yeah. You know? Oh my God, it's a terrifying thing. Yeah. Even like Aliens. I freaking loved yeah, Aliens. great movie. Great like, movie. Just fin- See, I feel like Aliens is the de- like. The definition of a strong female character. She yeah. wasn't trying to be strong. She is strong. There's a difference. She's not yeah. acting. She just she walks in a room and you're like, yeah, yeah. Here, let me Absolutely. open the door for you before you kill me. She's Absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. No. So you were the ones who were drug smuggling for the master. Huh. Were you thinking? Oh, I love the movies, but that, you know that sort of ends ends there. Or were you looking at the movies thinking, oh, that'd be fun to? go down that route or what? you know what it's kind of funny like I also back in the 90s I watched a lot of at the time WWF yeah you yes. know they had, I was big into that that was the Wrestling. era yeah, yeah I mean you had The Undertaker, Undertaker you know yes. you had Triple X That's you right. had bigger larger than life even, and then The Rock started so there was like this whole generation of like movement and fighting and action, but you didn't even know that that was, was building into something. You just were obsessed with these things. That's they right. were so freaking good, That's right? right? I remember at one point I wanted to even be a professional wrestler because I just thought it would be so much fun, being yeah. ridiculous and silly outfits and jumping all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, in terms of me thinking, was this ever a possible outcome? I, like when I was in, in the Philippines, I did, you know, with my dance troupe at the time, we did do like a lot of TV shows, mm-hmm. like dancing, you know, yeah. in Asia, they have a lot of like variety shows. Sure, So sure. you have the singer, and then you have all the dancers in the yeah. background, so there's a lot of that. <laughs> was this traditional dance or oh, no, it was like pop. street dance pop? Yeah, okay, it's like fine. Pop, yeah, so super poppy. Yeah. yeah, so we did, did a lot of that and um, did a lot of commercials and... So I, I did work a little bit like during high school, but I wasn't like invested in it because yep. my mom was like, you have to go. I'm like, okay, fine. So yeah. I did a little bit of it, but my focus was so much on like theater and dance and being in school that yeah. I wasn't really focused on other pursuits outside of it. Like a little, I, I dabbled. Yeah. If I booked it, I'm like, okay, I'll do this commercial. I'm like, sure. drink Coca-Cola. Great. <laughs> but that's as far as that one. Yeah. And then I didn't, I, like in my head, I remember I told myself in the Philip and Brunei back in the day, like, I want to be an actor one day. But that was basically that. I yeah. just kind of said that. It was like, a bit of daydream. That, not a bit of daydream. It was like, the, you know, they ask me, what do you mean, you're like, I don't know, I'm an actor. But that's what every kid says, right? Yeah, so you're like, fine, yeah, fine. sure. You know, because when I went to uni, I didn't know what I wanted to major either. I was kind of like, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. So you moved to California to study. Yes. You studied political science and theater. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So you must have had academic aspirations Absolutely. as well you know what was your uh, thinking around choosing those that you know kind of coming route? from the Philippines um, you know it's a um, it's a developing nation right and yeah. so growing up over there you always had outreach programs in your school that was just part of your curriculum where you do a lot of stuff for the community yeah and so I guess when I, when I decided to do political science it was under the you know I was kind of like well if I can learn something about like government agency that like, can like help the Philippines or figure out a way to just you know bring the country up yeah. that was kind of yeah, yeah, where yeah. that went yeah. and then theater because I love it it's fun yeah yeah. I do one for me and I do one for like my brain yeah <laughs> you know but a double degree is not a common thing is no. it well also I'm extremely competitive like extremely competitive I don't okay. even try to be Yeah. but like I'm just ridiculous like I was dating this guy for a little bit and he thought he was so freaking smart. He was one of those guys, we did for a very short period, but he thought he was so smart. Sure. He's smarter than everybody because he studied abroad for like six months, right? And he thinks he knows the world, one of those yeah. types. And he was a political science major. And I was like, 
hold my beer, watch this. <laughs> well, let me get a double degree just to prove yeah. I'm smarter than you because I'm just competitive like that. Where does that competitiveness come from, Jesus? I don't know. I, uh, do you, you have know, brothers or sisters? I do, yeah. but they're all so mellow and chill and yeah. they're so okay. lovely. I've always just been really competitive with myself. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to be... Um, I always strive to be the best version of myself in whatever I'm doing, and it's yeah. not about anybody else. It's just that I, I like to win. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, simple as that. Yeah. You know, like in theater, they always say like you always have to raise the stakes, right? Yeah. Raise the stakes, and I feel like just kind of that's one thing I've done in life too. Like yeah. there's always an option. Raise that option and try to do that instead. You can always just play it safe and just get along, or you can do something way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll take. It'll be a lot more work. But you'll be happier if you do that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, so that's okay. kind of always my thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. Some people like to sleep in and some people like to wake up and just do things. I, yeah. I just like to wake up and do things all the time. So you moved to California. How old were you when you moved to California? I went there for uni, so it's like, what, 18? 18. 17, yeah. But your parents were in the Philippines yeah. still, so you just moved out there on your on your own. Yeah, yeah, of course. Fine, yeah. okay, no problems. And your parents were cool with that. Oh, of course. Like I said, we're all over the place. Like, yeah. at one point, my sister was in the Marshall Islands. Okay. My little brother was in Hawaii. Yeah. My older brother was in the Philippines. Okay. My dad was in Siberia, <laughs> and I was in California. Right. Yeah, so this is just normal. All over, yeah. all over the place, yeah. You really pursued the dance as well, didn't you? I pursued the dance 100%. Yeah. I remember the reason why when I was trying to figure out within the theater degree, do I want to have a dance emphasis or a theater emphasis? Mm. And I went with a dance one because in dance, all you have to do to get the best part is be the best dancer. Because yeah. there's nothing against you. You just have to be the best one in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With acting, it was, well, but we're, we're casting this. So yeah. you, you have the best read, but we're casting this. You have to fit a title. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just do that. And also it's more fun. Yeah. yeah. So. This move into stunts then, how, yeah. does that, how does that happen? So what had happened, I moved to LA to pursue acting and dance. Yeah. And that's all I know. Because sure. all my life, all I know about acting and dance. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about stunts. I thought stunts was like dudes flipping cars and setting themselves on fire. That's, it was such yeah. a foreign concept. Yeah. That I, and I thought... Actors did all their own stunts because that's what they always say. So that's you true. assume, oh yeah, Angelina Jolie, she's just a badass. That's not that's just her being a badass. She's fucking Tomb Raider, of course. Yeah. And so when I moved to LA, I um, you know, I went to an open gym. My friend took me to my first open gym, and I saw these amazing people move and do all these crazy, crazy moves, right? And I was like, holy crap! What do all these people do? Are they actors or dancers? And they're like, no, they're stunt people. I'm like, ah, but I thought actors did all that stuff. They're like, no, stunt people do that. I'm like, oh shit. So you're saying I can have a whole career doing the cool, the cool stuff about acting and skip all the boring shit? Yeah. Well, just do that. Yeah. It's like way more fun. Where does the martial arts come into it then? Was that coming so, into your life around that point? Yeah. So I'm at the gym and I'm seeing all these people do these amazing things. I, at the time, I didn't even have any kind of martial arts background. Yeah. I just danced, did a little bit of gymnastics, but mostly dance. Yeah. I made a friend um, with, she's one of my best friends now. Her name is Emily Kaihaus. She's another actor, dancer, martial artist chick and we were chatting and I just couldn't I couldn't like understand or break down the martial arts. It just even when people try to teach me something, it just wouldn't click. I didn't understand it. And so I was working with her, she was like she's a dancer too, so she basically translated uh, martial arts and dance terms so I could understand. Yeah. So for example, she taught me how to do a round kick. Like a roundhouse kick. And I never understood a roundhouse kick because it's not a round shape. It's a, it's a side shape. So why, why would you call it a roundhouse if you're doing like this like side profile like kick? I'm so confused. Yeah. You know? And she'd be like, Tar, a roundhouse kick is like a developé. You put the accent on the... You don't extend. You put the accent on the passe afterwards. And then you turn out your standing foot when you do it. And you shift your hip. And I'm all like, oh, I can do that. You, sure. you got to speak to me in the language I understand. Boom. And I work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, I train a lot of actors, right? I dub a lot of actors. Yeah, yeah. Her, henceforth, I train a lot of actors. And um, a lot of training people, and also just how I learned, right, is that everybody learns in different languages, yeah. right? So even with actresses, when I first meet them, I always ask them, I'm like, oh, so, you know, What's your background? Are you like, did you sing, you know, dance, act, sports? Because then it gives me a gauge of how you can learn. Yeah. For example, if you're a, a more musically inclined actor, then great, I'll teach you in rhythms. We'll break down this whole scene into rhythms. So, you know, the accents, like, ba 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 da da and then we can just move on. And so you have this melody of movement. Yeah. They understand that. Yeah. Same thing. If you're a dancer, great, this can be counts of eight. And then there's like a half beat right there. Yeah. So they understand in that form, right? Yeah. And same thing if you're an actor's actor and you're really in, in your head, great, this whole fight will be explained to you with motivations and intentions. And so okay. we're going to break this whole down so it makes sense for all your beats. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. was a big turning point, like just trying to learn, you know? A lot of times, if you come from a super martial artsy background, you start training actresses like they're a martial arts student. They're not. They're actors. <laughs> but you just took to it then. So do you, once you started training in the oh, I in got the obsessed. Gym, you just yeah. I okay. get I get really into things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> when I get into things, I don't do anything but that one thing forever. Sure. And I can't like deviate off the plan and do other things. It needs to be this one thing, and I need to do it all the time. Yeah. And so even when I started learning. I would go to open gym in the morning and then take a break and go to open gym again at night yeah. and learn some more. And then while I'm learning, I'll watch movies to understand that and try to break that down. And while doing that, I would then, you know, I bought a camera at the time. And I'm like, great, in order to be good in front of the camera, I have to be good behind the camera. So I need to learn how this works and then I need to know how to shoot it because I, I need to know how to look better on that end. Yeah. And so inadvertently, I was broke as shit at the time, right? So I would just train and just try to learn and adapt as much as possible. Like, yeah. I don't know, just be all-encompassing in this medium, yeah. right? And then even, like, at the time, like, learning how to audition, that's a whole process in and of itself, right? Yeah. So the whole thing was just like, a, okay, well, how can I do this? Great, I'll take every class, boom, easy, mm-hmm. all right? I'll do all the auditions, boom. I'll just do whatever I can to make it work. Yeah. Like, me and my flatmate, she was also a dancer. We'd go to auditions, and she'd be like, hey, Tara, I have an audition. Do you want to crash it? I'm like, absolutely. And so I, we would crash each other's auditions all the time. Yeah. And when they're, when they're on the computer, like, what's your name? Tara Mackin. Oh, I don't see you listed. I'm like, oh, you know, my agent just called and just, this is the last minute. Um, so, um, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. So he's a crash. Does that work? Probably not anymore. Yeah. But I used to crash auditions all the time. We'd go to the casting office and do one audition and see what else they're casting on the wall. And if we fed a breakdown, we're like, let's just sign for that one too. See if we get lucky. Wow. Did you land any roles? Yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. I guess you really know how to fight. But still, I can handle him. In theater, they kind of make you believe. It was a recurring thing that people say, like, starving artist. It was, it was a thing that people just said, oh, I'm just going to be a starving artist. And they yeah. prepped you almost to be a starving artist. Yeah. Right? And when I, was, I moved to L.A., well, I was so fed up. Because I was working my ass off, I had so many part-time jobs, and booking at the time was non-union, right? So I'd book like a lot of non-union commercials, non-union shoots, yeah, do a lot of like student films, do a lot of stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm done being a broke actor. That that should never be in the vocabulary. A starving artist. Yeah. I don't want to be a starving artist anymore. I want to make a lot of fucking money right now. And I don't know, I kind of just did. It just sort of naturally sort of fell into place. You know what it is? Is I feel like people. I feel like a lot of people, they don't put their self-worth in, in terms of like 
they don't value themselves. And that's a good thing about having a union is that there is at least a, a rate that you have to follow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But a lot of people, they're so desperate and hungry for the work that they'll just take anything. Yeah. Which I understand. However, you do need to set a bar for yourself. And once that bar is set, then you just open up the opportunities for all those things to come in. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember I was... They wanted me to do this photo shoot for, like, health and fitness, to be, like, one of the models just doing some fitness stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's for a really big magazine. You'd be, you know, six-page spread if you're doing all these workouts. I'm like, cool, how much? Well, it's, it's kind of a trade because you'll be in the magazine. Yeah. And It'll I was be like, good for your profile. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do that, so if you want to hire me for modeling, this is back to, like, when I was yeah. a nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's going to be 100 an hour. They're like, oh, but we can't do that. I'm like, that's fine, then don't hire me. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. And, of course, they, they yelled and they came back like, okay, fine. We'll use you for three hours. I'm like, great. How hard is that? Yeah. If I asked you to like paint my paint my walls and be like, so it's a really you should be honored that you're painting yeah. this wall. It's a very <laughs> famous wall. Sure. Um, so it's gonna be a trade because you're gonna have a lot of fun painting this wall. Yeah. Like, no, it's a it's a job, like just like anything else. You're making somebody do something on their free time, so yeah. you should pay them. I've got Step Brothers down as your first stunt. Yes. Is that is that right? Well, what had, well for that I freaking love Step Brothers. We all had an audition to be gymnasts, like tumblers sure. for this for this talent show. It's like the beginning of the film where Will Ferrell's at the talent show contest. They obviously cut that scene out of us doing yeah. all, the, all the flips and gymnastics, yeah. right? But I was it was pretty cool. I went to the gymnastics thing, met, met a friend, and we're like, okay, so let's do a routine so we can tumble at the same time together. Okay. Cool. It'll be great. And then obviously we both booked it because we were just tandem tumbling, doing all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like my first. Th- I've never tumbled on camera ever since Step Brothers. Oh really? No, that was it. That was, that was the first and last time doing a tumbling pass. No, that's not true. I tumbled on Make It or Break It. Okay, <laughs> two times I tumbled. Yeah. <laughs> Once you were on that film set, you were like, "Yeah, I feel at home here. This is this is." Oh, absolutely. This is right. Yeah. Absolutely. Just yeah. you know when when you see like. A big, like the, a big project like mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. you know before you're doing a little commercials yeah. or like student yeah. films you don't really understand the gravitas of it and then doing that you know you see Will Ferrell dressed up as like a crazy pirate dude right and there's like a thousand extras and so many cameras and yeah. this, it's like this whole evolving beast that just moves forward right this whole production you're like huh that's pretty cool like I'm super down yeah yeah, yeah. you've got over a hundred credits on your IMDB yes that's a lot of films. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of films. <laughs> Obviously, some films you're on a set for six months, others you're probably there for like, I don't know, a few hours maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Generally, as a rule, what makes you say yes to make that film? You know, what, what's the criteria for you, for you? Well, a couple of things. First of all, life is short, so I want to be able to work with really awesome, nice people. Yeah. That's first and foremost. Okay. So if I get a call... It has to be, well, people I want to work with, because yeah. why would be on something for so long with people that just butt heads, sure. right? So having a great team is really important, because also it's stunts, so 90% is trust. Yeah. It has to be safety and trust, so it needs to be, we all have to be on the same page here. Mm-hmm. So one, it's the people, and two, it's mostly like the actors. I work with, mm-hmm. with a lot of actresses, so if it's like a really amazing actress I've worked with before they request me then obviously I would go do that mm-hmm. or if it's somebody I've never worked with before I'm like oh that's an amazing opportunity I would you know yeah. do that too yeah you have worked with Tessa quite a bit now yes. is, is she the actor that you've doubled the most would you say or... yes. yes 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 what makes that working relationship work then do you think well she's just so chill She's yeah. so chill. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like she doesn't take anything too lightly. She's such a professional. Where yeah. you know when she's on, when she's on, she's on. Yeah. You, know, you call, she, you call action, and she's boom, she's dead. Sure. Call cut, and we're like, so, where do you want to go for lunch? <laughs> let's just go it's sneak off set. Super down to earth. Yeah. Let's go sneak off set. Go for a little shop. Do this, do that. <laughs> like. She's great. But when you're doubling someone, you there must be demands that you want from them. What are the things that you need to be getting back from the actor as their double? Um, no, I don't really have any. It's more just like I want them to 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 be the best they can be in front of the camera, yeah. right? So especially, it's like if you're training a couple kids and in rehearsal they kick ass, and then on camera they forget their shit, <laughs> right? And you kind of pull them. Everyone's, everyone's like, "Oh, that's so good." You kind of look at them like, "Do you think that was good?" Yeah. <laughs> because I've seen in rehearsal do better. 
you have to do another one. I'm so sorry. You can, you're, you're better than that. So you have to be like a coach in many yes, ways. Yes, very much so. Because yeah. ideally, you know, I do. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, mm. and I do a lot of fights. And for me, it's about making sure. At the end of the day, it's about having the actor look as good as possible as they can in front of the yeah. camera. That's you know, that's also your job too. But you do the big gnarly gags that are very dangerous, but you want to train them and inspire them so that they can perform as well as they can. So yeah, half my job is basically being a coach. Yes. You know? Are there other instances where maybe some actors are more distant? And if that's the case, you know, how can you coach someone if they're not prepared to, you know, give that time? I mean, luckily for me, all the actresses I've worked with are just really open because most yeah. of them don't have like a martial arts background or, you know, it's, it's kind of it's so far off sure. that, you know, they really they really need your advice and help on just things that they're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Even just being able to walk in really crappy heels looking like a badass. Most girls don't wear heels to look like a badass. They wear heels to, like, you know, sit down. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so every actress I've ever doubled, have, they've all been really open to suggestions because they're also looking at a version of themselves yeah right so there needs to be a point where you and your actor become like one character so Mm -hmm. she may like even as a double you have to see how she like stands how she walks and her mannerisms it's the butterfly style Chad Stahowski, 8711, basically run Hollywood now. Yes, they uh, so They're all the big tentpole movies they've had some in, yes. <laughs> involvement in it somewhere. What's that been like, that, uh, the last 10 years working in Hollywood and seeing that shift? That must be quite exciting. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's very inspiring to see that, you know, they went from falling down and also doing like auditioning and you know training other people martial arts yeah. to be at the same like humble beginnings and they had to work their asses off mm-hmm. to now doing whatever movie they want yeah literally yeah. those guys are unstoppable i'm yeah. so so happy and proud of them because now they're paving the way for other people to also follow suit because yeah. half the time a lot of producers don't trust a stunt person to like become a, a main unit director or a second mm-hmm. unit director yeah. it's such a it's such a gamble yeah. I don't know why, but it's perception, right? But now that that's been happening and they've been thriving, then it opens up more doors for everybody else. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's been a, it's so inspiring. It's really, really, really great. It's interesting. It took Hollywood so long to realize that, um, you know, get the action people in to actually make these films. It's common sense, surely, you yeah. know. But I feel like it goes back to the perception of old Hollywood when it was just Westerns and cowboys and, you know, the perception that old school stunt guys were just a bunch of cowboys who fall off horses and, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. That they kind of were a bit like they that, were. Though, weren't they? They were, but, but yeah. obviously over the generations it's changed, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah. still that perception was just over them for so long. Yes. Yeah. And even when I, like on Birds of Prey or any other movies I work on with a lot of the actresses, they don't understand to the extent of how much action those movies are because they read the script and they read it as a character and it doesn't say like, and they fight. It just... You know, oh, there's a chase scene. Montoya's chasing so and so down a road. Blah 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 blah. But while you're reading it on the paper, oh yeah, that's cute. Cut to on set. They're like, what the fuck? I had no idea about that goddamn action movie. I'm like, well, yeah, girl. Yeah. This is like a big action movie. Yeah. Like, oh, you gotta work out. You gotta get in shape because yeah. we're gonna be hitting the ground, legitimately running. Yes. And you know, it's not for them to understand the, the intricacy or the ridiculousness of those things. So then they read it. It doesn't seem like a... That's not a big yes, stunt, right? Yeah. But then you go on set, and then you're like, it's a stunt to say there's a piano. The actress is on top of the piano, she's drunk, and she steps off the piano. Mm. That's a stunt. Yeah. There's so many ways that she can kill herself trying to get off that piano, yeah. right? And then you do a whole rehearsal, and then they're like, oh my God, this is really actually kind of a sketch. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Do it yeah. very safe, and yeah. we'll, get this, we'll get this done. Just talking about 8711 there, just quickly, you worked with Chad quite early yeah. on Hunger Games maybe? yes yes yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. he was stunt coordinator on that yes. film what was it like in those early days working with terrifying yeah. <laughs> he's quite a forceful extremely intimidating yeah. you're like oh he looked at me yeah. I think that's a good thing right yeah. no he still is intimidating I take you know he still teaches martial arts every morning yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I've been you know, whenever I'm not working, I go to class, and I was in class for like a good two years when I was working in and out of town. But I was there enough to like be consistent with my training. Yeah. And even when I started training, I was kind of like, 
he's gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> but I think that's just a tactic. He's actually, he's a sweetheart too. Yeah. Now I know he's a sweetheart. However, he's still very scary because he's also a, kind of a killer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's great. I've learned so much from him and he also has like a wealth of information and wisdom just yeah. about filmmaking yeah. and action. And he always, while he's teaching classes, he just throws them out every now and then. And you're like, huh, that's, I never thought about that. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. You know? And these guys, John Valera, Jojo, yeah. Sam Hargrave, I mean, you work with these people quite often. Yeah. These are the people on your safe list. If they oh, tell you to do something, Tara, we need you in Egypt yeah. or whatever, we're going to no go. Problem. Yeah. Whatever you need. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all just, I like them all because they're, they're super down to earth. They demand a lot. Mm. And that's the difference between like basic action and very intricate, good action. Cause they're kind of, they're, they're in themselves are always training also. And just trying to learn. They, they, they keep the craft alive. Yeah. They don't just like, learn martial arts once when they're like nine and then yeah. that was the end of it like they still learn train get their asses kicked mostly by chad and yeah. then go go to set so it's a good way to to approach stunts you can't you can't ever be lazy you always have to you know keep working hard yeah of course this idea of trust is so vital it's in, in the stunt, stunt mm-hmm. industry um, you still hear stories i've <laughs> interviewed uh, olivia jackson oh, um, yeah. and that's obviously uh, quite an upsetting yes. story. You still hear of instances where people lose their lives on film sets and yeah. it shouldn't happen. Yeah. Do you know as a stunt performer going into a production and maybe something's a little off or you're thinking... Well, I think, you know, luckily I've been doing this a long time that um, safety is of the utmost importance. Yeah. And I remember when I was... When I first started working on bigger, bigger projects, my boyfriend, Matt Burberry, who's the fucking best at everything, um, you know, he's very protective over me in a great way. And, um, you know, I was doing a lot of wire testing, and I, this was on Iron Man 3, and I wasn't really familiar with riding wires at the time. I didn't have that much experience doing, like, big, interesting, intricate wires, yeah, right? Yeah. And so my boyfriend was just like, well, become best friends with the riggers you know, understand every single setup they do. Mm-hmm. You know, ask for a bag test, like understand all the different pressures that are going up and be able to like, it's basically a science experiment. You're trying to get, you're trying to get an outcome and it's different variables. So everything needs to be changed one variable at a time so you can then break it down and recreate it at a safe, at a safe yeah. manner. And so I think that was very important because a lot of people I've seen on sets where sometimes they're like, okay, get on the wire, okay. And that was the end of it, you know, sure. and for me, I'm like, great, nice to meet you. You guys are going to be my best friends. Yeah. Why? Because I'm the sandbag on the other end of that yeah, line. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I need to know exactly what's happening. And since I'm running the wire, we should. See this one pad? There's 10 pads over there. Let's just get this whole area because I'm really light. What if I bounce yeah. and I miss my mark, which happens all the time because they pull too hard and I, I, I'm super light. I just I fly. Yeah. So let's just pad it out. So... And if anybody's too tired or, or like, oh, don't no, have time, there's always time for safety. Just bring mm. it up. It's for safety. You're not shy, obviously, in going to the stunt order and saying, look, I, I'm not comfortable with this. We haven't rehearsed it enough. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, my experience in um, um, LA, a lot of LA coordinators, they're very, they understand the importance of the, you need them as much as they need you. Yeah. You know, and um, the, the really good coordinator, it's not about ego and it's not about seeing how tough you are. It's about doing something safely so you all can go home afterwards of because course. you're just making a movie yeah. for, for a couple of laughs yeah. that's it yeah. you know you're this is you're not saving the world yeah. literally you're just doing it on camera yeah. so yeah. you know it's important to not um, be intimidated or scared by your bosses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I've noticed I've met a lot of performers um, in different places where there's this divide where they feel like the coordinator is like this this figure that they, they're unworthy and they can't, they can't this, yeah, just, yeah, they should have to do it so I have to do it you have to do anything Yeah. you have to do what's right for everybody Yeah. people make fun of you I don't give a fuck I'm going to wear my helmet on this test and my mouth guard I'm like wearing, wearing a mouth guard because teeth are expensive I've seen yeah. people knock their teeth out all the time testing a gag yeah. and now they lost a tooth yeah. and guess what now you have to file a production report and now you, production has to get me to the dentist because there wasn't a mouth guard involved. Yeah. So it's, it's really important for younger performers to understand that, you know, it seems fun and glamorous, but it, it's work and it's a business. So you need to be cognizant that your business, your business 
is your body and your safety. Mm. You yeah, know? Absolutely. absolutely. A lot of people who are younger, they, they think like stunts means I get injured. Because I'm stunt. We're stunts. So what we do, we, we take hits. It's a rites of passage almost. Yeah, it's not. Being, it's not. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You have to be able to recreate possible action over mm. and over again because you're probably going to have to do that a thousand times, mm. right? Yeah. Have you been injured? Nope. No, I mean, I got knocked out once. Um, I was doing a sword fight and right. the actor forgot the choreography and he was supposed to like like hit it here and he just went to a side hit me here go so I like had a knockout oh, cold. yeah oh, I mean I woke up a couple seconds later I was like oh where am I <laughs> you know so I yeah so I had yeah. a little bit of a concussion once you know mm. a couple like ringers on some on some guys you like get wrong and you're like oh yeah. you good Mm-hmm. Yep, if you're going to go there, we got to do it right now yeah. <laughs> before I change my mind. But also, I've seen footage from other performers and they show me some sets that kind of go wrong and just the organization. I feel like sometimes there's there can cause a lot of chaos on a set when they're just like, go, 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 rush, rush, rush. You know, and people get caught up in the energy of that. Yeah, yeah. That That's when starts um, stuff starts to get dangerous. Yeah, you know. Yeah. When you're like, why did this happen? That wasn't supposed to happen. Mm. Where, did, did you guys have a safety meeting beforehand to talk about how big that explosion was going to be? Yeah. Did they tell you there was a bomb over there? Or the radius of which people need to be around, like outside of that bomb? Who are the people around there? Were they all in fire gear? No. Why didn't, why didn't you yeah. tell them that everybody had to be in fire gear? Yeah. Is being a stunt coordinator something that you would look towards maybe and actually um, go absolutely. more into that? Yeah. But even for me, like I don't... I feel like a lot of sometimes a lot of people jump to coordinating too soon mm. because they want to have the title of being the boss, and um, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And if it's the right project, the, it's like everything else. If it's the right director, the right producer, the right team, the right show, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. it needs. If not, then if you're not having fun, what's the point? Yeah. Ultimately, my end goal is to direct, like main unit yeah. direct. That's yeah, yeah. on the agenda. But once again, I'm not rushing to get to any state. I think things will happen. Everything happens organically and naturally. And if you force something, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like you can't really force it. You kind of just have to put the time in and do the hard work. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can try to jump the line, and you get a lot of backlash. Yeah. There's great role models there. Heidi Moneymaker yeah, you know, has stepped into yes. to that role. Zoe Bell as well. Yes. Of course. So, and you're friends with these people? Oh and, yeah, they're, yeah, they're my girls. Right? They're, they're great. Girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a real, there is quite a, there seems like, maybe I'm just on Instagram too much, there's a big sense of community around absolutely. the stunt community is, is very strong. Is that Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Very strong community. And also the one thing I do love about both about Heidi and Zoe is that they've also been performers for a very long time. So yeah. they understand, they've done every single gag out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so there's no ego, and every time I've worked with coordinators who have had extensive performing careers, there's nothing to prove. They've done it all, so yeah. we're just gonna do it this right. You bastard! I didn't know who you were. You've had roles that have been more developed characters, not just stunt stunt doubling. You've done done work as an actor as well. Is that something that you're quite passionate and serious uh, about? Well, for me, I mean. I actually believe acting and stunts is the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, to be honest, if you can't act, don't even try to do stunts. Yeah. Don't even try because I, I can't use you for anything. You do the gag and then you have to walk out of the scene. You can't even walk as a character. Like that's all acting. The minute I call action, you you are acting. I get a lot of acting roles based on action. So a lot of my stuff are like you know the bad girl says a couple lines, has a fight. Guess what? I love those things. They're yeah. so much fun. That's that's exactly where I thrive. Yeah. If I have to come in and say two lines, being the barista chick, boring. If I have to come in, say a bunch of dialogue, and then kick some ass, <laughs> yeah. totally up my alley. I can do sure. that 100%. Yeah. No problems. Yeah. Intensive care. Oh, yes. Good old intensive yeah. care. Yes. Uh, that was, I read, 14 days to yeah. shoot that whole movie. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Now, you're right. So, you can only really do a movie like that if everyone is trained and... Exactly. You know, because there's no faffing around. On there's a no set. wiggle room. Days. Yeah. yeah. What was that experience like? Does it, it was fun. You're, you're the leading lady in that. Yeah. Film. Yeah. I've never. Like, I did it because you know, I went into the audition. I booked it. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. Um, I've never led in anything. I've always just been like, you know, a day player. Yeah. Or like, I have an arc on a TV show. A couple yeah. lines here. Yeah. 
And so I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. I have like a whole character trajectory. And so that'd be an interesting thing just to see where this goes. So yeah. it was cool having the responsibility of doing a whole project. Yeah. You know, everybody had to give it all because like you said it was 14 days yeah. so you, didn't, you didn't have time <laughs> yeah but that's proper indie super indie yeah. yeah yeah will we see more of uh, Tara leading lady coming up I'm sure I'm sure but like I like you know I kind of I like things to happen organically yeah and you know I remember at this one point I was trying to push like early on in my career I was trying to push the acting thing push it push yeah. it and I was like why am I pushing so hard I just need to like once again, just do the work and see what happens. Yeah. That's when like magic happens. So once again, it's not for me. I'm not chasing a project. It's just whether or not I'm working with good people. And because at the end of the day, you're stuck with them for a very long time, for many hours yeah, a day. Of so it just needs to be a happy process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few projects that are on on your IMDb that are coming up. Yes. Uh, Mortal Kombat, we're excited about. Yes, that's going to be awesome. You're in Space Jam too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're playing Bugs Bunny in that. Yes, That's I am. That was a really says. fun day. Yeah. <laughs> really fun day. What an amazing thing. I know. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Um, Goals right there. Yeah. And I guess that leads into another bit of advice is that if people are interested in following in your footsteps and stepping yeah. into this industry, you've got to be, you know, all-rounded, haven't you, really? Absolutely. You've got to be able to step in and do, you know, mm-hmm. be Bugs Bunny one day. and Yeah do a fight scene the next so yeah I mean that would that would be your advice then absolutely my advice would be um, definitely be all rounded but slow it's called stunts so be able to do stunts yeah I bumped into a lot of performers who don't know how to fall down mm. that's your number one job yeah they're like oh but you martial arts I'm like yeah but you know on the day the actor is going to do the fight you're going to be the crash test dummy when the other actor punches you in the face and you go flying and hit something. Yeah. So you have to, first and foremost, be able to do stunts. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. That's literally in your do- job description, <laughs> right? And that will, that will set you off in the trajectory of just being able to do other things. Step one, can you take a hit or a beating? You do like bike stuff as well and there's... Oh, yeah, uh, I do, you I do know, a little bit do, of everything. I do yeah, horses and yeah, bikes horses and as well. And yeah. It's very important to be all, all around because you never know when you're going to be thrown a random job and you're like, thank freaking God I got really into hula hooping that year. Because yeah. <laughs> I have to hula hoop on fire. You know, you never yeah, know. Sure. So, also the good thing just about being curious is that everything could be something that you never know. Like, yeah. this one year I got really into like scuba diving, so into it. Yeah. And then, you know, then eventually there's a job that required a lot of water work. So, yeah. everything yeah. comes around yeah, just to be prepared. Yeah. You can't just rely on any one thing, right? Yeah. If you were rely on just one thing, now you're just a one-trick pony. I can't hire you for anything because you only know that one thing. Yeah. If you knew five things, I can hire you. It'd be way easier because you do more than that one thing. People see stunts maybe as a stepping stone into acting mm-hmm. or doing more acting roles. Speaking from experience, it's obviously worked out for you, but traditionally, you know, Tra- is that... Traditionally, the- I feel like it's it's a really hard battle. Yeah. It's like an uphill battle if yeah. you're thinking, I want to do stunts and hopefully be an actor. It's never going to work. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a very, very rare thing yeah. when that actually happens. Yeah, yeah. And also, the thing is, if you're... If you want to be an actor, but you're taking stunt jobs, then your heart's not in the stunts, mm. and you're doing it for other reasons. Mm. You know. Do you see that though on some stunt performance? Some, some I do. I'm like, well, and that's why some people don't like falling down or taking beating because they actually just want to be actors. And you're like, you missed the whole point. Yeah. It's called stunts. If you want an easy paycheck, go work at Starbucks. Go yeah. do something else, yeah. and then you have all the time in the world to audition and be an actor. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I do think it's necessary. I think everybody, every stunt person should have a capability to act and to perform. You're on camera, you should yeah. be acting. The thing is, even for me, there's a lot of times the coordinators call me like, Tara, give me like 10 stunt people you know can look like gangsters and deliver a couple of dialogue. Mm. And so I do know a bunch of back, stunt guys who are great actors, yeah. but they're stunts first. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. they're not doing that's any... Their mindset, that's their mindset. And they're, they're happy with that. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. great. Yeah. You know? And when... Once again, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's going to show. Yeah, of course. And things lead into injuries. Tara, best of luck with everything. Thank you. I know you've got some really exciting things on the horizon. We do wish you all the best with all Thank that. you so much. It was a lot of fun today. Great. Thank you. Tara Mack in there. Really great to chat to Tara. What an amazing multi-talented person Tara is 
really enjoyed hanging out with her for the time that we had when she was over in London. She's got some amazing work that's coming up. She's clearly very driven and she's determined to learn more and take up more roles increasingly behind the camera which we do like the sound of and we do want to wish her all the very best for any of those upcoming projects you can find out more about tara by following her on instagram and twitter her name on both of those platforms is at tara Mackin, and she is also on facebook at tara.mackin that's about it from me i think for today do take care i would just like to thank tara for taking the time to talk to me for this episode of the show i'd also like to thank you the loyal foo follower thank you so much for your ongoing support and thank you for listening to this episode all the way to the very end that is great thank you so much Keep it locked to all the usual KFMG pod channels. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you've got any questions at all, do not hesitate to get in touch with me. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Thank you all so much for your ongoing support. We will have a brand new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast in two weeks' time. Until then, do take care and... I will speak to you again very soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Thank you all so much. Bye for now. Bye.